0: This is Gutterball, the Lebowski Deepcast. Oh, it's a heist movie. No, it's a stoner movie. In each episode,
1: Brad and Adam discuss a single minute of The
0: Big Lebowski.
1: They were teasing this movie in a way that made it seem like a heist.
0: Providing insight. His dance is just excellent. So graceful. Commentary.
1: You got your undies hanging out of your ringer. And
0: conjecture. He has found himself in a world turned upside down. And now, (laughs) Gutterball. Ah! How's, it, how's it going, Adam? Oh, Brad. It's been a long time. It has been it's been a really long time.
1: Can we pretend like I just because here's what I want to do. Are you ready? I'm ready. I want to like be a like radio DJ sort of guy and like have all these sounds queued up? Like, a la, I don't know, Howard Stern or any, right. like, 6 to 10, 5 to 9, whatever they are. Right. Like, radio. Like, d- and have, like, sounds. You can just, like, yeah. press a button. Right. And it's, sounds like. like boing, right. Boing, and all these, or like. Or, like, a weird quote zips from Zips and movie. warps and stingers and zingers. Or, like, you know, but even better, you could, like, ramp it up a little bit and have, like, little one-liners from the Big right. Lebowski, like gonna go find a cash
2: machine (laughs) you know cut off your
1: Johnson you know and you just press a button and it plays but I haven't been able to figure out how to do that but what I was going to do is because now this is unforgivable because we have not released an episode and I'm I don't want to do too much here because we try to keep these nice for all generations you know 100 years hence but we haven't released an episode in almost two months so can we pretend like I like before we started talking can we pretend like I played back in the saddle by Aerosmith wait wait I played back in the saddle by Aerosmith so let's pretend
0: yeah but we don't have to pretend. It was our summer hiatus.
1: It's already there. It already happened. We don't have to pretend, right? Right. We're like futurists in that way. Like we can predict the future or the past? I'm not sure. It already happened, so we We're can back. predict
0: the future because everyone else's future is our past. In this case at least.
1: Thank you. See You have a way, my friend, Bradley, of putting into words the things that I don't really think of.
0: Every once in a while, I get a little blurt of fourth-dimensionality. It's like the bubbles
1: bubbling up to the surface of the great cosmic creative ocean. All you have to do is collect the little bubbles. They're there. They come bubbling up. You just collect them no big deal do we have any excuse now I know we usually like don't do this but I feel like
0: we owe an apology well yes we definitely let our listeners down we let our listeners down there's no way around it this
1: is the worst it's the worst it's the worst we've ever been like I'm pretty shitty a lot of the time but This is possibly the shittiest I've ever been. Not that it'll matter to people 200 years from now, like combing through our podcast to figure out what life was like back in the early 21st century, but in the here and now, we have been pretty shitty. It's bad. So I do feel like we owe an apology. In particular to my mother. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mom. This is, this is what she has, you know? She just waits for it to come out. I don't know why. That's an awkward conversation. I don't know why she's so into it. And uh, I try not to censor myself, knowing that my mother is listening to this. But that's it's a little weird. one
0: way. Or one way to maintain some fleeting connection with her son.
1: Right. Because they all, you know, it's funny that you say that because as we speak, my daughter, who's almost 12, a couple of weeks she'll be 12, but she is at sleepaway camp for the first time ever. She is three and a half hours away from us. She's our only child. She's not here for a week it's a little weird so i feel that disconnect and it's not too awesome i'm just gonna tell you
0: now you know yep now you know how you well, made your parents feel all these years <laughs> well my
1: mom lives with me. wait my mom still lives with me. yeah my mom lives with me i was gonna say i live with my mom i do not live with my mother My mom lives with me, you asshole. Don't say that.
0: Well, all I meant was in the term of still was still there is a a chasm there that only this podcast can breach. It's bridging the gap. We're
1: spanning time and gaps. We're doing we're doing yeoman's work, Brad. We're doing yeoman's work
0: that nobody so else can really do.
1: Oh, you got a story?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, Jesus.
0: We've been on we've been we've been uh, gone for a while. And so here's been my story. Gone for so long. Here, here was the the most interesting thing that happened to me during that time I've been waiting weeks to share this story.
1: <laughs> All right.
0: All right. I'm ready. So
1: I was You have not called my me Seth. By the way, which I'm pretty disappointed in. Yeah, well, I felt was... like that would have got me back into it, but he didn't do it, so. Sorry.
0: Anyway. All right, you're riding your bike. Out of practice. I'm riding my bike throughout the beautiful central Pennsylvania region.
1: Mountains and leaves and summertime
0: and pollen. Yeah, it's great. All kinds of stuff. It's great. And I am, see up ahead, this rock on the path. Okay. That's about two inches high. Is this a path
1: that you've been down before? Yes. Okay.
0: So it's a new rock? It's, it's a paved path. Oh, it's a paved path. Oh, but so on it's, this path there is a rock. Like a rock has come it, out onto the path. It's unsettled. It's just it's loose. Yeah. It's a loose rock. It's kind of it's kind of tall. Um it's how would you say it? Like it was it's it's taller than it is wide. It was kind of like sticking straight up. Kind of strange for a rock to do that in a way.
1: Well, and it's also the worst kind of rock if you're bicycling.
0: Yes, yeah, so there it was.
1: A wide rock would be okay. A yeah, wide rock. I'm not really rock.
0: worried about hitting or anything, I'm just like it's an interesting rock the way it's there. And I, right. I realize that it's shaped exactly like a tiny pigeon. <laughs> okay. Like I don't know where you're going pigeon. with this. All right. <laughs> like they're like a pigeon you'd see in the city, but they were like a tiny rock pigeon. Is it head bobbing? Well, no, it's a rock. It's not moving. Because you know how they do that. That's
1: pretty yeah. weird. They like walk around their head goes, doink, their head doink, goes. Doink, yeah.
0: doink, 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 It's yeah. not doing any of that. But it's kind of like that. He's like, yeah. But there, there it is, a pigeon, right? That head bobbing type of an animal. But its, but not, it's, but its head is not bobbing. It's no. still. Perfectly still. Head stirred. was still. You're pretty well, it's interesting that you ask that about the head. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because as I get close to it, mm. it flies away. It was an actual two inch pigeon. Two inch? Did you say two inch? Two inch. Two inch max, one and a half to two inches, I would say. Are you sure you know what an inch is? Pretty sure. This was tiny. This was like a tiny shrunk down pigeon. Let me, um, let me
1: follow that up with something. The reason I ask that is because you've driven on a highway. Driven? Is that a word? Driven? Yeah, driven. I've driven. Driven. Okay. I've I go driven. for a drive.
0: I motor, if you will.
1: And then I've driven once I'm
0: in the future.
1: Okay. So those you're on like Route 80 or something, and there's the white dotted lines. Yes, you know them. Yes, I, I'm I need them. I need a confirmation. You know these lines? They pew pum pum. They fly past you, right? How you long? We're
0: are... talking about the lines in the middle. In the middle, right? If there's they're two dotted, lanes. They would be in and the they're
1: Yes, dotted in the middle on yes. a major interstate. Doesn't have to be Route 80. Could be 75, 95, 10, 40. The 495, is that what it is? 495? The 410 in LA, if you will.
0: How long are those lines, Brad? So you're going to tell me that they're very long. How long are they? Really well, yeah. So. Yeah. Mr. Smarty pants.
1: oh, look how smart I am. How long are they? They're long. How long?
3: I'm going to say...
0: In feet, please. So I'm going to say they look about two feet long. They look about two feet long, right? But they're probably much longer. Let's say four feet. They're 10 feet long. They are ten feet long. <laughs> They're ten feet long. Now, the only reason right, I, I know this—I was going to call bullshit on you on <laughs> on your explanation of this tiny pigeon—but now I'm like, <laughs> well, okay, because you're maybe you're traveling it was. Maybe, at a maybe. rapid rate, you know, and it's in the distance, and you're com-
1: mm-hmm. you're approaching, and you already have this built-in sort of expectation for like the scale of things. I think this pigeon may have been a regular pigeon, not a two a two inch pigeon, Brad. Is nothing. It's so tiny. I think you're falling prey to this. Now, I need to give a shout-out to 99% Invisible. It's another podcast I listened to. They did a whole thing on it. But their question was, like, how long are these lines? And I was like, I don't know, probably 8 to 10 feet. I know these fuckers are long because I spent most of my childhood staring at these lines out the window of the car, like, going by. I'm like... These things are huge. And it was only reinforced when I, like, we had to pull over at a sign, like one of these signs, like a green reflective sign on the side of the highway one time. And you'd be like, oh, those are six feet tall. They're like 20 feet tall. They're humongous. It's like, exit 38, one mile. Those things are like 20 feet tall. They're ridiculous. So, anyway, that's my point. I think like you may have had some
0: sort of like velocity, uh, velocity related size misestimation. Velocity related size misestimation.
1: Yes. And I don't think that pigeon was actually two inches tall, it was probably
0: eight inches tall or maybe 10 inches tall. Uh, You just ruined the best story of my life. I'm sorry, man. I thought I saw a two-inch pigeon. I'm trying to keep it real here. But you're keeping it real. I'm with you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I mean, I'm not trying to harsh
1: your buzz or anything. Velocity-related... Let me write this down. Velocity-related size misinterpretation? Misestimation. Misestimation. All right, there, got it. Yeah, sorry, man, but that's just, uh, it's one of these phenomenons, like the moon illusion, you know? Yes. I hate that. I think we
0: just had one of those recently.
1: Yeah. Have we talked about that ever?
0: I'm pretty sure we have.
1: Probably, I mean, how could we not? It's kind of like Aquatic Monkey Boy.
0: Yeah, I think we've covered...
1: Anyway, it's not a visual illusion, it's psychological, and I think that's what happened with your two-inch-tall pigeon. Yeah. Trust me, there's nothing I want more in life than to imagine that you saw a two-inch... Because I'm I'm putting my my thumb and my index finger over my desk right now, and I'm looking at a two-inch-tall pigeon. That would be fantastic. But I just can't believe that it happened. Sorry. Oh well. It's a good story though, thanks
0: man. Another size estimation.
1: <laughs> Another size estimation.
0: Damn you, Velocity. <laughs> Fucking Velocity.
1: Oh, what are we doing here? I don't even know what we're doing. Big Lebowski? I haven't seen this movie in months. It's crazy.
0: I know. I I wasn't. I had no. <laughs> uh, it's horrible. It's terrible to talk about. But I had no. Idea. I was like, "What? Where are we even in this movie?"
1: I I didn't even know what minute we were on. Just can we give an apology though? This is where we started. We need to give an yes. apology to one listener in particular. Would you like to issue that? Do I have to do it? Do I have to do everything?
0: I will issue an apology. I will issue you. an apology to all our listeners. I especially to Reno speed traps who has been missing us. He called us out. He did call us out and thank you for that. You got to help keep us honest here. You got to do it. Uh, minutes ago, minutes before we were about to press record. So he's like, "Dudes, what's up?" And We're like, "Sorry." but we're doing it. Thank you
1: Reno speed traps for keeping us honest though. I felt really bad about that, Brad. I just, in general, it's like, we're doing this. We got so far. And then it's so now in fairness, I went on family vacation. And then the week after you went on family vacation, and it's like the summer, and the summer seems like the time when like, all of the hailstones start raining down on you. Yeah. Like Siberia.
0: Yeah, that sounds well, we like had an two excuse. Two vacations. But... It's totally excuses. And yeah, well, we can make excuses, but they, none of it really counts, right? None I mean, of it doesn't it does. matter. It doesn't yeah. make up for the fact. That we just weren't committed as we should have been.
1: Let's rectify,
3: or maybe it's the
0: right amount of commission, C- committing commit commit commitch- commitch- com- that com- we com- should commit
1: commit commission. Maybe commission. Maybe that's what it is. Commit committing <clears throat> the right amount of commit. Hmm.
0: All right. Let's move on.
1: All right. We'll move on from commi- to
0: the episode. Oh, Big Lebowski, right? I think we're going to do that I don't know why I feel I this urge to do that now I'm sorry right. for just kind of blurting it out there
1: no 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 you should do that you should keep us on task like that's what we were just talking about like staying on task so let's stay the fuck
0: on task I had a note do you want to do the thing where we play the audio oh yes
1: well um, I have just, a revisit should we do it after the revisit
0: before okay, let's the do revisit. the revisit. You're right. Revisit first. All right. So the revisit is.
1: Okay. Whew, boy, this is tough to get into this, but uh we're on episode fifty-eight, so minute fifty-seven to fifty-eight ends at fifty-eight. I'm I'm just tr- trying to help myself here at this point. <laughs> yes. The dude is at the uh, impound with the cop and he's kind of
3: giving him the business a little bit about doesn't matter, it's a revisit going back to the bathtub people break into his home
1: they're smashing all his shit They walk into his bathroom with their cricket bat and their marmot. The dude is really freaked out by this. Like he is totally out of sorts. Completely. But he's had other people, at least two other times, break into his home and hasn't really been that put off by it. Hmm. So, why is he so traumatized by this break-in this time? I have I have half a reason. The first time he just got back from bowling in the grocery store with his half and half. It's one of the first scenes of the movie. He arrives back home, and it's when you know the uh, treehorn thugs are in his house and they dunk his head in the toilet. He's not stoned, probably. He just got back from the grocery store, like he's probably in a little like down cycle. If you imagine like his his stonedness being like a sine wave up and down. There probably
0: is a sine wave. I mean his
1: sine wave Well, it's probably like an hour long between crests.
0: It's up, right? Like like in an absolute sense, he's higher than most anyone else at any given time even when he's on the downs. Down well, yeah, let's let's
1: not him. relate it to normal people. I'm talking yes. about the dude's own sine wave. So there's there's the crests which are the highest he gets, maybe when he's talking to the big Lebowski and the words are echoing or I don't know, basically any other time. But I think when he arrives home at the beginning of the movie with his half and half and the treehorn thugs are in there, I think he's at the the, um, what do you call that, the bottom of the wave? You don't call it the bottom. Isn't there a name for it? There's the, the crest trough. and trough, thank you. I think he's in a trough here, a, a highness trough. So he's like, eh, it's just a thing that's happening. So I think he's less able to handle things the higher he is. Because he's sitting in his bathtub. We see him smoking his marijuana cigarette. So he is clearly stoned a bejesus. That's why he's so freaked out. And when Maud and her thugs come in, he's just woken up. So he's obviously been sleeping for a little while, and he's in a trough. I think he's at a crest here, which is why he's not able to, like, have the nice one-liners. He does say "nice marmot," but he's really freaked out by this. He's he's at a he's at a crest here. What do you think? What do you think? I'm just throwing I, I'm, it out. I'm there. down with know.
0: that. I'll go with that. I'll see that, and then I'll probably add to that um, the fact that. The other times, like, as people are breaking into his house, his overall situation is getting more and more dire. Okay. So the first time people break into his house, it's like...
1: I don't know if that makes sense.
2: No, it doesn't make sense. That's like the reverse of what you're saying.
1: Yeah, it's the reverse of that. Because
0: he's calmer, less calm, and then freaking out. Well, he starts out in this one pretty calm, though. He's also like, hey, this is a private residence, man. Mm. Again, mellow from the Mary Jane.
1: Right, right. She's a nice gal. But,
3: um, hmm. I don't know. I just don't think there's any consistency in his behavior, then. If that's the case, interesting.
1: We're real detectives here. Yeah, I really thought I had it nailed down there.
0: But well, you know, we we had the, we broke the we broke the uh, whole uh, uh, you know what's it called, man? Like the rhythm that we had going.
1: Do we have a rhythm?
0: So it's hard to get back on the horse.
3: Did we ever have a rhythm? Oh, we did. And we're going to get it back. Check this out though.
1: So for no apparent reason the nihilists So we're getting back to this. We should play the minute now. Fuck it. All right. let's not before we go any further. Let's just play Do the it. minute. Roll, Roll it. it. Or maybe just use it as a toilet and moved on.
2: Hey man. Are you gonna find these guys or you know, I mean you got any
1: promising uh uh leads or leads? Yeah, sure. I'll uh, just check with the boys down at the crime lab. They uh, got uh, four more detectives working on the case. They got us working in
2: shifts. <laughs> <laughs> My only hope is that the big Lebowski kills me before the Germans can cut my dick off.
1: Now that is just ridiculous,
0: dude. No one's going to cut your dick off. Thank you, Walter. Not if I have anything to say about it.
2: Thank you, Walter. That makes me feel very secure. Dude. That makes me feel very Uh, warm inside. Dude. This whole fucking thing. I could be sitting here
1: with just pee stains on my rug. Yeah, but no, man. I gotta you know nothing. So there it is. We finish up with the dude at the impound lot with the cop. So before I even,
3: you know what, I fucked that up,
1: because what I was gonna say is there was more Johnson sparring. So it's just more fucking amateurs. Let's face it. The nihilists come in and. They say, we cut off your Johnson. And Maude Lebowski is like, dick, his rod, his Johnson. So there's right. more johnson sparring going on there.
0: The word Johnson does appear here a lot.
1: Yeah, it's all over the place. They had to know they were doing that. You know, random characters who wouldn't necessarily have too much interaction with each other. Although you could make a case that Maud hung out with the Nihilists because she does say, I introduced them for all I know, Bunny and the Nihilists. Yes. So maybe there was some sort of weird ass like sculpture or painting party at her loft and they were there and somebody said Johnson. So it's all, it's in their psyche or something. I don't know. That's
2: possible.
1: But here he is, Uli comes in and says, we cut off your Johnson. So, another, another appearance of the word Johnson. Just one of those things, and you have to wonder why they thought that was an amusing idea, to just have random characters repeat the same words. Not saying it doesn't work, I like it, but where does that idea come from?
0: Only it, from geniuses, I guess. Maybe, but... It's have a you, genius we cannot comprehend. We can appreciate the output. But we cannot comprehend the workings. All right, but let me, let me
1: just... Let me rewind
2: just a little bit
1: here and say that I come up with ideas sometimes. I say things out loud. So does my brother. So do you. And then sometimes we see those things manifested in the world completely separate from Very us. Very true. Very true. That happens. So there is something to be said for this, like, universal psychological soup. Yes. Where shit and that gets e- in and, there.
0: And that exists. It does. And the Cohen brothers... Have probably noticed this themselves and were like, well, you know, we have to put that in that and that worked its way into their film. Yeah. So that's where the, you know, that could be the inspiration for the idea the simple fact that like that stuff is real
1: and it happens. It does happen. I mean, i I see it. I I'm careful to not talk out loud too much. I'm mostly silent for
0: my life because I don't want them stealing it. I guarantee sometime within the next week someone is going to mention how those uh, stripes on the road are 10 feet long or perhaps claim to have seen a 2 inch
1: tall bird well the stripes on the road were from 99% invisible right and that's fairly popular that's that's pretty popular but he asked that question and it's like how long are those stripes I'm like eh, 8 to 10 feet just cause I spent like 10 years looking at them. Yeah. And I was always fascinated by like how much longer they were than they seemed. It's, that's, that's another weird thing.
0: It's another weird. Well, I'm not thing. sure how, I mean, unless your car stops on the highway, I don't know if you can tell
1: you can, you can, because you're a passenger and you're in the backseat and you're looking, you're not looking out the front of the car.
0: You're, you're looking, just
1: looking straight down, like as as much as you can, you know, out yeah. the window and looking straight down. It's
0: like these fucking things are humongous. I mean, I guess you could at some point realize they must be right, but I they, I don't think because even looking down, the car moves so fast. I don't think your brain because they're just little blips. They'll blip blip.
1: They're they're blip. blips. They're blips. But think about this: you're in the left lane. There's a car in the right lane, and the blip comes, and you realize the blip is taking up most of the length of the car next to you. Even as a blip, boop, there's the blip, and it's yeah. most of the car. And it's like, right. wait, the, wait, what the fuck? That there's thing's not wedge. two feet long. This thing must be like... And then you like think about how long a car is. It's like, how long is a car? I don't know, 12 feet, 16 feet? And this thing is most of the length of that. It must be 10 feet.
0: There. That's the wedge into the whole thing.
1: Yeah. That's the wedge. Being a really bored, boring 12 year old with nothing better to do. My dad used to drive the bus to school. I went to a. Pretty sure we talked about this, but I went to a little private Christian school. My dad taught there, but he also drove the short bus, the Wally trolley, the tart cart, the fish tank. These are all the names they called it, but it was parked in our driveway, and I would get up in the morning at uh, 7.12, and we had to leave at 7.10, and... You know, the bus would be out there idling with my dad and my brother in it waiting for me to wake up, get in the bus and drive like 40 minutes to school. (laughs) So 40 minutes and you're on highways and back roads and mountainous roads. And I would stare out the side of the window You know, and I'd be sometimes... It was a little harder because the bus is higher up, so you couldn't see the Mm -hmm. lines as well. And it was early, so there weren't too many cars. You didn't have a, you know, sort of a gauge, any way to gauge these. You had no frame of reference. You're like a child that wanders into the middle of a movie wants to know what's going on. But the other game... This is so stupid. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) The other game I would play... I would look like 90 degrees, perpendicular, just out the window, just straight. I wasn't allowed to look forward or back, just straight, just boom, 90 degrees. And then I, <laughs> this is the stupidest thing I've ever told anybody. <laughs> All right. I, I would imagine myself on my bicycle, <laughs> like almost as if I was attached by an invisible like rod. To okay. the bus, right? So I, am, I, I must travel at the exact same speed as the bus. It's almost like I'm attached. But there's, you know, there's like culverts and woods and median, not medians, but like shit and buildings and like houses and weeds and trees. So I'd imagine myself there like... 30 feet out, directly perpendicular out from the car on my bicycle. Now you're on your bicycle and you're attached by this invisible, inflexible straight rod. Mm -hmm. And you're going like 60, 65 miles an hour in these trees and culverts. Like you can go up and down. You just can't go forward and backward. You can't adjust your speed. And then, so then I would create like little, uh, little powers that I could have, so, like, I would have to, like, go up or down and, like, dodge the, uh, fallen trees or, like, the concrete barriers. I'd have to, like, jump over them or, you know, do some fancy maneuver flip, maybe, if I was feeling really fancy, but then I had a certain, like, maybe 30 seconds worth of, like, force field which would glow like orange or pink so if it was something like a building is coming up so close to the road like then I could turn on the force field and I would just like like carve like just a smash through it not smash through it I would like burn through it so it created like melt through it right yeah. Like so 40 minutes every day 80 minutes a day, actually. 40 minutes there, 40 minutes back. Well,
0: I mean, I am... So, that's the type of stuff, though, where your mind goes. And especially for a kid, like, 40 minutes is so long. Oh, it's forever. I was either
1: sleeping or doing that, you know? What else is there to do? Well,
0: those are the type of... Yeah, no, I totally get it. I totally can relate to that. Um. So, but here's one thing that I didn't necessarily realize. So, okay, so you you had to travel 40 minutes to school every day. Or was that because you went through this circuitous route to pick up a bunch of kids on this bus?
1: No, it was mostly a straight shot. So it was like... But did you pick up other people along the way? We made one stop, like, two miles from our house. Picked everybody up, and then it was basically just driving 65 miles an hour... How many people were
0: on this bus?
1: 10, 12.
0: So you had 12 people on this bus Mm -hmm. going to a school that was 40 minutes away. Correct. Where they met about another 12 people to make up the entire student body.
1: Well, it was uh, in Rosetto, Pennsylvania, which, curiously, Leslie was reading Outliers, and Rosetto, Pennsylvania is featured heavily in that book. Weirdly. But whatever. That is weird. It is weird. It is weird. She's like, holy shit, Rosetto. But the thing is, like, public schools were required to provide transportation to kids who wanted to go to a different school. So, like, the Panargel School District, Mm -hmm. the Bangor School District, the Pleasant Valley School District. I think even, like, Maybe even like East Stroudsburg and Stroudsburg School District. But somehow like we were just there's like this ring, and I think we were just outside of this ring. Like just far enough away. Like John like Joss Whedon came from Easton. So Easton School District, they had a bus. But we were like just far enough away where we had to provide our own transportation. Cause it was like they had limits on it. But then when I would say over at Joss Whedon's house for a weekend, we'd go home on the Easton public transportation system. And there were other places in New Jersey that had like similar little Wally trolley type transportation things. And they get like six or eight kids from the area and then drive them to the school. I see. And you'd think all that inconvenience would translate into some sort of superior education system? You'd think that,
0: but you'd be incorrect. Nothing spells superiority in education more than inconvenience. I've definitely learned that. Yes, you have, haven't
1: you? I think we've all learned the lesson of inconvenience, haven't we?
0: So we got to pivot, Brad. Let's pivot. Let's pivot back to the movie. Sure. I was going to suggest they just, they should have just built the school closer to you 12 people. But anyway.
1: Yeah, but they were everywhere. They were like a, like a bike wheel, like spokes radiating out in all directions, you know? See, there was no way to, they were centrally located. That was the problem
0: there. Too central. Too central. (laughs) Decentralized. <laughs> you got to break it up. Yeah. Yeah, branch out, have more campuses. They needed, this school needed more campuses.
1: Oh, jeez.
0: It was too huge. <laughs> it's terrible. Like, what was there? Like, 52 kids at this school? Well, I will tell you. For all 12 grades?
1: In, in all 12 grades, which was actually 13 grades, because we did have a preschool. Um, so, maybe 14 grades, I guess. Well, kindergarten. Yeah, 14 grades then. 13 and a half grades. There were 306 students. In high school, mm-hmm. which, is, which we started mm-hmm. high school in seventh grade, seventh through 12th, there were 112 students.
0: There's 100. Oh, so that first number was for just like pre K through six? Pre-K through 12th. Okay, so 100 students were... Okay, I got you. That's the, so you had five grades with 100 students. Six... Well, six Seven and a half 12. grades. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven through
1: 12th okay. had 112 students. Yes.
0: Yeah, school's too big.
1: Yeah, they got to downsize a little bit. They're getting a little too uh, big for their britches. Definitely. Take those britches off, give them a spanking. Now, Brad, I when I was attending that school, people were getting spankings. Think about that for a second. They got spankings. Like if you really fucked up, you would get a spanking. And the twisted ass principal would give you the fucking spanking with his paddle that he had in
0: his office. <laughs>
1: Is this too much? Should I not say this? What
0: That's... Yeah. I, well, I wonder. I mean, this is, I assume this institution still exists. It does. I don't think they give spankings anymore.
1: I don't think, like... You might not be able to get away with that anymore, but people yeah. were getting spankings in, like, 1988. Spanking. 12th grade. You really fucked up. Bend over. <laughs> I am spanking you. Think about it.
2: Think about it, Brad. It's
0: crazy. I, I, I'm thinking about it. What do you th- give me? Give me your words. What are your words? I'm Brad? just thinking about you know spanking because that's there's effective. Some, there's something there. There is
1: something there. There's definitely something. There's there.
0: There's a lot of stuff there.
1: Lots
2: of stuff there.
1: Phew. Well, we have no other recourse except to beat you. (laughs) That's our best guess as to what's going to make this work. (sighs) The cop at the inbound has policeman on his badge. Okay. Did you know that? I didn't. Does a normal policeman's badge say policeman? on it it might it seems like sort of a Fisher Price way to go about that um like authority symbol like that's how you're gonna tell everybody he's cool he's in charge you put policeman on his badge this is at 5721 that's a little weird right I mean, or I didn't. Maybe
0: police officer.
1: Maybe they're not allowed to say police officer because it's a prop. It's like making fake money for a movie. Like you're not actually allowed to counterfeit money and make it too real. You have to like change it up in some way so it's never mistaken for real money. Maybe? I've always wondered about that.
0: So I'm looking at the uh... LAPD badge description at the Los Angeles Police Department website. So I guess they have this here so you can know, like, is this a legit badge? Thank goodness you're doing research live just while we're recording. And it does say... Because I didn't do it. Police officer. It says police officer? But it looks pretty close. Granted, this movie was made in 1998 and it was supposed to be taking place in 1992. And it's currently... 2014 this says policeman i I guarantee at the time maybe it said policeman it looks pretty much i mean it's hard to see like a like a whole lot of detail on this badge but there's no like no close-up of it but it's the pretty much the same thing see said it says police officer here, which granted um there's just like the spankings right Like, as time (laughs) progresses, right, America is becoming a more inclusive, less, I don't know what the word is for this, right? For the spanking. Spanking doesn't do with inclusion, per se. Less reductive. But it has to do with something. A more, you know, I don't know what reductive means. I hear that all the time. I don't know what that means. It's reducing an idea down to, like,
1: one tiny Germ of a thing when, when really, like, there is no black and white, it's all like shades of gray and that kind of thing, I all guess. Right? Okay. You know, so, you don't reduce it down to one thing, I guess. Okay. That's what I get from it.
0: So, bottom line is in 1992, it might have said policeman, and then they had to change it to the more politically correct term police officer.
1: Well, why don't you do more research, man? Why can't uh, we be better? Why do we have to suck so bad?
0: Well, I didn't know you were going to bring this up. Granted, I guess I could have read the... (laughs) Right, it was all written down there
1: like two months ago. Back when we were releasing episodes regularly. Oh, geez. Anyway, this guy has... This is... We're never going to... You know, I think maybe the last episode, after the last credits roll, maybe we do, like, one sort of, like, you know, everybody comes out on the Saturday Night Live stage and waves goodbye to everybody. We do some something like that, where we count down maybe the top quotes from the movie. Because I'd be really curious to see, and this might require some... Some judging and some listener input, but like where this guy's quote ranks, because while it's not number one, this leads business, this leads business. They got us working in shifts. That is one of the good ones, man. You know, where do you think that is? Top 10? It's got to be top 10, right? It's not top five, though. I'll just check with the boys down at the crime lab.
0: You're saying that's in the top five?
1: No, no, no. no. I'm saying probably not top five. Yeah, but not top five. a question, but maybe top ten, we think. No? That's still too aggressive? I don't know. Leeds.
0: They got us working in shifts. It's not top ten. Oh. I'm not sure. As long as I can say well, what is the other why... ten were. But I, I think Walter, the dude... And Donnie and Brandt, they all, there's almost 10 characters. This is why we need
1: this uh, rating of lines. This is something the world
0: deserves, Brad. We could create some system, like kind of like Hot or Not, but like, you know, could just present you with two different lines and say, which one do you think is better? By Hot or Not, do you mean Facebook? No.
2: Oh.
1: Something else? Something else, yes. Okay. Oh, here's two pictures side by side.
2: Yeah. Who's who's
1: hotter? Exactly. Okay, I get it. Remember that website, Hot or Not? I thought that was in the social network. Like, that's where they Well, there was
0: a site very similar to that in social network called something else. And he didn't make a site like that. So wait when i saw that but movie, only specifically for harvard like yeah like it actually somehow like scraped the harvard website or something it was actually just putting like harvard women up there
1: interesting because i remember i at least i thought i was having a misremembering sort of like a misestimation i thought i was having a misremembering when i saw the social network and i'm like wait a second i remember that But there was something like that, right? Hot or not. I remember that.
0: Yeah. There was a website called Hot or Not that was the same concept, but it was just like, I guess anyone could just upload a picture to it, and it's added to this huge database of pictures. Right, 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 right. And you could just sit there for as long as you wanted, like, you know, this or this. This one. This or this. Okay. This or this, right? And it just...
1: That's what passed for entertainment back then. That and Scorched Earth. That thing is huge. (laughs)
2: <laughs> Jesus. Oh,
0: the tiny Elvis oh, in Windows 3.1 tiny Elvis he still ran in like Windows 95 but it was kind of weird and it oh. was kind of pointless you were really desperate when you did the thermonuclear
1: weapon on that shit it's like well I'm on this tiny little precipice of pixels I'm not going to last much longer I better just release the kraken this means nothing to anybody. Let's move on. I have some more um, visual notes here. Here's one that I don't have any idea what it means. 284283. That's a lot of numbers. I don't know what that means. Please discuss. Is that on his badge? I don't know.
0: I don't know what that is. Mm, I don't, don't know either. All right, so let's Must move be his on. his badge, I guess. I guess but see, I have badge. the captioning on it. I can't really see what's...
1: That's not his badge. I can't really No, read. his badge like has a lot smaller. One, two, three, four. That's only four numbers on his badge. I don't know what that means. So there's a possibility... Yes. In terms...
3: Yes. Um...
1: Oh. What All happened? Right. Oh, you're killing That me. policeman could be legit. In 1991? You keep saying well, here's 92, why. but it's 91. Because
0: they changed it. Huh? All right. So originally, oh. you would be policeman or policewoman.
1: Oh.
3: But in
0: 19... It doesn't say here what year. But When did it
2: change, It though? said there was
0: a lawsuit in the 1980s. And anyone from that, from that point forward was police officer. But anyone before that still remained policeman or policewoman.
1: So, this guy's been on the force for a while. See, that's fucking awesome.
3: Maybe. One
0: of the things I was also trying to figure out is. I wish we could
1: see those other two dudes in his apartment, though, and see what their badges said.
0: But go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was also going down a rabbit hole where I felt like possibly. If you got to a certain rank, like you were a police officer, if you were like sergeant or below, but if you were below, somehow you got to be policeman, which doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, I know, I but I, there was some story here about, I guess there was some officer implicated in some sort of crime, and his family was fighting it, saying he's like was law lo- un, un uh <clears throat> Lovable. unjustly accused or whatever. I guess oh. he like I guess he, he died and then they said he committed some crime because his badge was found in this car, but they were saying it was a duplicate because the badge said policeman instead of police officer. But they said they changed his badge to say policeman to like honor him after he died. I don't really understand the story. But I, anyway.
1: I can't for the life of me understand anything <laughs> that you're saying.
0: <laughs> Neither can I. It's a big wormhole. It's something we'll just have to revisit more. But the bottom line is, it seems legit. At least according to Wikipedia's entry in Los Angeles, the police department that yes, policemen could appear on a badge.
1: I can't. You know, I'm back at like forty-one thirty with the fastidious cop and the stern cop and they're just too far away I can't you just can't read the badge I can't see what's on there too far away I wish they had a close up but they just don't they got us working in shifts that's a good do we know
0: who that actor is?
1: I looked him up and I've forgotten because it was like two months ago did he like do anything? you know what? If he didn't, I'm going to put him in one of my movies because he deserves he deserves some, some screen time, Brad. He really does. He's so good. He's one of these, we talked about it before, but like the casting director, which was, I feel like we should know this just out of hand casting director did so so good on this even people like Woo Blonde Treehorn Thug Jacob from Lost if you will Carl Hungus like they cast Jimmy Dale Gilmore like how do you cast Jimmy Dale Gilmore in your movie how do you do it how do you cast Jack Keeler in your movie The landlord, Marty the landlord, how do you do it? (laughs) Where does he come from, you know? Aren't you, like, how do you cast a movie? Are you putting out, like, hey, come and audition for this shit? Or, like, are you just relying on, like, one person's talent? Like, that's what they do. They find people, which I guess is what they do, but they do have auditions. Where does the casting director find these people? I want to make a movie. Where do I find these people? Help me. Help me. They're all in L.A. Oh, fuck that. Fuck L.A., man. I'm I'm not that into L.A. I just kind of feel like where you are is what you make of it. You don't have to be in that place. Yeah. You can make cool shit wherever you are. That's... And maybe... Maybe that's a shortcoming of mine, but it's like I, I don't want to have to be in a certain place. I like where I am, so do cool shit, you know? Without a doubt, you can make... you can make, But you're saying the cream of the crop, like, well, actor-wise, saying... gravitates there, so that's where it's going to be easier to find them, or that's the only place you can find them?
0: Well, you find a certain thing, right? And I will say that you so we're talking about all these excellent character actors that are in this movie. But again, they do fall into this kind of like very Hollywood style character actor, right?
1: Yeah, but isn't Marty the landlord from uh, New England? Wasn't he out in uh, what's it called, Massachusetts there, Cape Cod? And he had his little show, which isn't going on anymore, which we never went and saw which is one of the abiding shames of my life because we missed it. You know what I mean? Like where, where do you find those little gems like that guy? And you know, you, you IMDB that guy and he doesn't show up (laughs) too many places. He's fantastic. How do you find that type of guy? Because really for the level of movie I'm gonna make, like that's all I need. Like he'd be the star, you know? But where do you find him? Interesting. I've many more notes here. There's no way we're gonna get through it all. Too many things. His name Yes is Robert Paulson. That's not the true. Actor. His name is not Robert Paulson. His name is Ramos. I think that's his last name. The cop. Brad. Okay. I think I can see on his badge that his name is Ramos. 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 Um, and you can see this at uh, 5731, if you go to fifty-seven. You mean on his little nameplate, right? Yeah, you can see it on his little nameplate. I don't know if that's in the IMDb.
0: Maybe it is. Yeah, it is. Okay. Ramos. Does it say Ramos? Yeah, it definitely says Ramos. What
1: does it say? Officer Ramos? Or it just says
0: Ramos. That's it. Oh, Ramos.
1: Okay. Well, there you go. I'm still going to pat myself on the back for discovering that independently. So we transition, though, and I'm still in like visual notes now. We transition okay. from, did you have something? No, go. don't don't let me dictate the terms of this engagement. But we transition from the impound back to the bowling alley where the dude is lamenting his lot in life, and there's a—it's real subtle, but it, there's a nice little—I'll call it a crane down. So we start the scene, and it starts at like 57:38. And Ramos is still laughing, leads, ha ha ha. And it's like we start up and we kind of come down and push in just a tiny little bit. You know, it's not much. It's from like 5738 to 5742. It's four seconds long. So they had to, instead of just putting the fucking camera on a tripod, you know, and shooting the scene And maybe having a zoom lens and like just doing a little zoom. Instead, they had to have a friggin' crane and go to all this extra expense and trouble just to have this four seconds worth. And it's not much just to go from slightly higher to slightly lower and push in a little bit over the course of four seconds. Why is that necessary? Because here's the thing. They don't do anything unless it's in service of the story, Brad. They don't do things Mm -hmm. because it looks cool, you know, which is the trap I fall into all the time. It's like, oh, this is a cool shot. No, fuck you. It has to serve the story. What does this do for the story? This tiny, do you see it? This four seconds worth from 5738 to 5742? It's on a crane, so the camera can move up and down, and it can move um, in and out and back and forth, and it starts up and moves down and pushes in a little bit, just a
2: tiny little
1: bit, and then settles, and the rest of the scene plays out with it still. Why that four sec? That four seconds cost so much money, and it had to be in service of the story but I can't for the life of me figure out what it was doing.
0: Well, without that kind of a movement, would, would, it, would it just seem too static? So, I, okay, I've actually, have, I'm, I'm coming with a multitude of theories here.
1: All right, give, give, lay them on me.
0: One, all right, the technical theory. There was actually a much longer shot here, and they somehow cut it
1: okay, I like that that's interesting,
2: okay
0: second um, like there like there was a bunch of more
1: dialogue and they were going back and forth. they were zooming and, in more, there was something right. yeah, they started way out and came in, okay, okay, all right maybe the, maybe, but they storyboard these movies to be Jesus like true, maybe, true
0: maybe I'll admit it's flimsy because for for that very reason I like it, but um got its faults also it's partly the style so they are going for this very type of like um like we've noticed a tons like the camera is always kind of moving in in inter in interesting ways throughout this whole thing or sometimes like it just even the, even in this last shot the way they shot the uh The cop, Ramos, like, through the dirty window and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, like, Mm you're emphasizing, like, you're seeing it from the dude's point of view. That window is
1: very dirty. It's almost like on the
0: joyride, the mud got kicked up onto the window. Yes. Yeah. So. (laughs) Hmm. So, I don't know. There's something about the psychology here, which could just be simply, like, cutting to this shot. They want to keep it more organic. Like, you're here watching this play out somehow
1: it's like oh i look over here and it's like oh let me go a little closer and see what's happening like or it that could kind of have thing.
0: to do with the fact that the stranger is in this scene
2: oh They're that's
0: interesting gearing up for the stranger so here's this kind of like floating above like an angel type of viewpoint and also in the beginning when he did his narration Tied into the tumbleweed, too, so you got that movement,
1: that organic movement.
0: Okay, okay. And you were looking from above, kind of flying Mm -hmm. in, Okay, right? Like you were flying above the city. I really like that. That's a good one. So this has something to do with that. Like that's him coming in on his magical... Get ready for the weirdest part of this movie. Right. So that could have something to do with it as well. So there's my theories. I like it. By the way, I like that. Yes. Backtracking a little bit. Ramos. Yeah. The actor is Mike Gomez. He has 48 credits on IMDb. Shit. And he has played not just one, but two different Ferengi in Star Trek The Next Generation. Are you shitting me? Nope. He does kind of look like a Ferengi, doesn't he? He played Diamond Tar in The Last Outpost, and he played. Daimon Loren and Rascals. Now wait, does he look like a
1: Ferengi because, on some level, I recognize him as a Ferengi, like that I watched in 1992 at my mom's apartment in Mount Pocono, Could one be. time, or Could does be. he just actually look like a Ferengi?
0: I don't think he really looks like a Ferengi. I mean, he kind of looks I like a Ferengi. I never would have thought that. Well, me either. But now that you but say now, it, that you mention it, he yeah. does kind of
1: look like a Ferengi. He's very Ferengish. Huh. That's interesting, man. So, two different Ferengis. They got away with that one.
0: Oh, they do that a lot. Do they? Like, I can... So, like, and they do it, like, an insane way sometimes, right? Like, yeah, so one... All right, so the first example... I hesitate to talk about Star Trek too much, but go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) I'm just gonna let it rip. Just go ahead, man. Um... (laughs) So, okay, so the big example was always... um,
1: Leonard Nimoy was some sort of strange two-inch-tall alien creature on a planet. No. No, not quite that bad. Okay. I think there's garlic powder on the bar, but go ahead.
0: He played... um, But Mark Lennard, who played his father, who played um, Spock's father, the actor, Sarek, which he's most notable for. He also played uh, a Klingon as well as a Romulan in different points. And it is very bizarre. So I guess you could get away with that in the 60s. Like in the 60s, there was an episode. The first episode with Romulans, he was the Romulan captain. There he was. Just him. It's not like, okay, it's just him. Then s- season two, they're like, okay, we're going to make an episode. We need someone to play Scott, Spock's father. Oh, we like this actor. He played a Romulan, played a d- different character last year. But we can just put him in here as a completely different character. It doesn't matter.
1: See, this kind of flies in the face of your theory where, you know, all the actors in L.A., it's like, maybe they got a discount then? Like, there's tons of actors. They're lining up to be in shows.
0: So here's maybe, a theory. Maybe just, they got
1: a discount.
0: I just came up with this, which is weird, but could be the reason... Because both the Romulans and the Vulcans have the pointy ears. So it was like it was like, oh, well, he p- looked good in those pointy ears. But maybe they already had those ears made to fit him, the mold of his head. And they're Brad, like, hey, we can save money. Brad, you say the craziest shit.
1: <laughs> I like it. That so, is probably because that's a. Bare bones budget show, right there. Mm-hmm. It's like, damn it, we got these ears. Mm, let's just get what does nuts back. We'll put uh,
0: orange rouge on him this time. So interesting. So it was. He was often cited as like, oh, well, this one actor played three different <laughs> people, three different races. <laughs> well, yes. James
3: Sloyan
1: has him beat. You know, I don't know. I haven't talked to Jim in like 20 years. What's he up to?
0: He played... Jimmy. Yes. So he was the... uh, So he was the, uh, the Romulan defector in Star Trek The Next Generation... Of course. He yes. played later a a um a Bajoran who had a relationship to Odo in the past in Deep Space Nine. Then he played a Klingon in the next generation, which turned out to be actually Alexander Roshenko from the future. And then he played some stupid thing in Voyager 2. So some weird Delta Quadrant bullshit. So, so there you go. He they reused this guy four times.
1: Comfort noises, Brad. Comfort noises. I just, I just hear it. It's more waves, waves washing against my eardrums. We get confirmation that Donnie does, in fact, drink slice though, and that can was a slice can. So, let me point that out. Yeah, the, the
0: black slice can is very slice. prominent here.
1: There it is. So it is slice. We were correct. We didn't cheat. Because I feel yep. like, I mean, I don't listen to this fucking show, but I feel like we did kind of say that. Like he was drinking, maybe it's slice. Didn't we say that? Maybe?
0: Yeah, there was some debate about this black can and what right. it was about. Like what could this be? Because like a black slice can is kind of weird. Yeah, but they were getting a little aggressive here in
1: the early 90s, you know. Yeah. it's it's a very splashy time.
0: But here is, you know, perfectly laid out here, right? We have the three members here of this uh, triumvirate, and there are three drinks. Beer, soda Slice. or pop,
1: depending on your preference,
0: and an empty White Russian Yep, yeah, of course empty. The dude doesn't let those white Russians sit around.
1: Well, no, most of the time we see him, they're at least full to half full. Why is it empty? There's a reason. The reason is he's so bummed out, he's just sucking them down, you know? Because he's, he's about to say, like, my best case is, like, You know, the Big Lebowski's going to kill me or the Nihilists are going to cut off my Johnson. These are my options. So he's just sucking them down, you know? That's why it's empty. There's a reason for it, Brad. There's
3: a reason. That's the reason.
1: Here's another... I don't know how interesting this is, but... Walter, and we're at 57.42 here. Well, we aren't, I am. 57.42, so we got the three of them lined up there with their drinks, their appropriate drinks. Walter has two ashtrays in front of him. He's got a pack of Marlboro Reds, and I think there's a pack of matches on top of his Marlboro Reds. There's also a pack of matches in front of
2: Donnie.
3: Yes. And then also
1: either an Android or a, a little container with the check in it in front of the dude. Like, what the fuck is that in front of the dude? What
3: is that? Is that the, the bill?
0: I don't know. That could be some other type of ashtray.
1: That does not. That does not look like an ashtray.
0: I mean, I know what you're saying, but... I just... Yeah, I'm with you, though. It's hard to know what the hell that is.
1: It's weird. And why is there a pack of matches in front of Donnie?
0: I guess maybe that he just, like... Well, maybe the matches are just, like, out
1: on the... Like, Gary just puts... He cleans the ashtray and puts an ashtray and a pack of matches there, and Walter kind of, like, shoved it over the, the ashtray over to himself but left the pack of matches. Or maybe they're just out there. Because he's got his own pack of matches. I don't know. Yeah, he just puts them every six feet just so people can smoke.
0: So I jumped ahead and I have a really good view of that thing that's in front of the dude, but I still don't know what it is. You have no other it might ideas? Have, well. It is like some kind it's kind of like maybe, at first I was like, oh, it is a thing with a check, because there's a pencil in it. Oh. But not a pen, a pencil. Oh. And there's like two yellow, I'm going to say it, like little yellow paper pouches.
1: Paper pouches?
0: <laughs> yes, and did a pencil. Did you say
1: paper pouches?
0: I did, like a little... Like paper, like an envelope, that's, I guess. Like an open-ended a nice, envelope. You could like slide a little piece of paper into it.
1: That's some nice consonants. So like, almost like rattlesnake eggs, where you put the little metal thing with the rubber band in the, the washer and you twist it up. Like little manila envelopes. Like shrinking down like that,
0: but like really small, like that, like, like interoffice
1: mail, but shrunk down to two inches tall, like a pigeon that might fly up out of the road.
0: Exactly. Okay. Okay. That's what it seems like. Interesting. That's interesting. What the could it be something like the score card or something? Like you submit your league scores to the office in this thing or something. Does Gary take it? Or does it stay there? It's never it it never disappears. It stays in the same place. That's interesting, though, because but it does seem to be. I could be wrong, but it does look like a pen. I think I think it's a it's a pencil. Well, it's you not would, a pen, it's a don't pencil. you take scores with a pencil?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I think you do a pencil when you're keeping because sometimes you make a mistake and you have to. It's not like you're not drawing a signature, paying a bill, like. There are mistakes, like nobody's perfect. But what's weird is they're sitting here and Walter and Donnie are about to go get a lane. So why would they be finished with their match unless it's like they're finished with league play and now they're going to do some leisure play, maybe? Yeah, I really don't know. Hmm. Or unless it's not even his, it's like been there. Why? Uh, Gary seems pretty on top of it. I don't think he'd leave it there that long. Like it's pretty much in the dude's territory. And does Donnie's shirt say Joey? Is that what it says, Joey?
2: Mm, Just tweet. another in
1: a long line of like shirts that Donnie
0: wears that never have his name on them. It does kind of look like Joey. I can't get. I can't be. I can't confirm that though. Hmm. So the music in this scene. You know, I didn't notice the music. My mood swings. Tell by me Elvis about Costello. Is it Elvis
1: Costello?
0: And I believe I'm not completely certain. But I am there seems to be indication that this song was recorded specifically for the Big Lebowski.
1: What indication?
0: So, the first indication is that this song... And are you researching this right now? No, I re- this is one I actually pre-researched. You actually this, did something. Okay, this is good. the one thing I pre-researched okay, here. Okay, good. Well, then is I'll let you talk. The, this uh, song, up until 2005, was only available on the Big Lebowski soundtrack. That's fucking it was curious. Not available anywhere else. It did not appear anywhere else, but it was included in some 2005. God damn it! I tried of to never music.
1: do this. Now you've made me do this.
0: Now, the other issue is this song is credited as produced by T. Burn Burnett. Ah, uh,
1: you know when you say T. Burn, you're just
0: inserting <laughs> <T-Burn>. like Lebersky.
1: <laughs> T-Burn. The Big Laberski, T-Burn, right?
0: Get out here, T-Burn. Precursely. Nice, juicy <laughs> T-Burn. The uh oh. so so T-Bone <laughs> produced this song.
2: T-Burn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then, yes, continue. <laughs>
1: All right, Elvis Costello, My Mood Swings, YouTube, released 2005.
0: Well, yeah, that's when it was released. If you just Google, though.
1: Wait, how do you uh, know that this is the song playing? Because you have the soundtrack, right?
0: Yeah, if you listen to it, it's the same song.
1: Huh.
3: That's fucking interesting,
0: man.
1: Produced by T-Burn Burnett. T-Burn Bonnet, Yep. And. recording well, oh, recorded October 97. Of course it was. Released February 24th, 98. Wow.
0: I think they were, this was, like, maybe a tie-in. Like, maybe even at the time. Why,
1: though? Like, you don't even really hear it.
0: Like well, so it was just, it was like the studio was like, hey. You're making a movie. We need a song to put on MTV to, like, promote it. Your job is to get an original song in here. So hey, look. Here's Elvis Costello. He's a recording artist in our company. Like, work with him.
1: What's curious to me, though, is that they would go to the trouble of record Because most of the songs in this movie are just other songs that we know you know you got your credence and your hotel california Mm -hmm. and all that shit so they're gonna go to the trouble of recording a song and producing a song just for this movie and we don't even really hear it like it's so far in the background like did did the Coens just not really like elvis Costello? kind of like i don't like him too much and yeah, so they're know. like, just keep him in the background because he's not that good. Is that what was going on? Pissing everybody off. I don't really like Elvis Costello. He's not that good.
0: Let's face it. So here, here it is. He has a compilation called In Motion Pictures that was a that was a compilation of all the songs that were that he that were written for movie soundtracks with In Motion Pictures. Don't get me
1: wrong. He's, like, if you like him, that's fine. Like, he's a talented artist. I don't
0: necessarily, I don't know him enough to have a much of an opinion. But he it. doesn't speak to me. There's nothing that speaks to me about it. So,
1: but maybe that's one of his gigs. Like, he does music for movies, maybe. Yeah.
0: That's fine. He did. He had apparently had a song in E.T. the Extraterrestrial, The Shape of Things, The Godfather Part 3.
1: Did you say the ET war. the extraterrestrial?
0: Yeah, that's exactly what I said.
1: You e say period T period colon. The craziest extraterrestrial. shit, man. I assume we talked about them photoshopping out the, not even photoshopping, but removing the guns from the FBI agents' yeah, hands. Yeah, I think and we might have talked about that. Yeah. He's in. But he put them back in. God damn it. Good for him. And removing the word terrorist and replacing it with hippie. It's like, what are you doing? Now, don't get me wrong. I want to go back and change everything about every movie I've ever made because I'm embarrassed about everything. It's like telling the story about like, looking at myself riding a bicycle at 65 miles an hour through the woods and the medians and cul-de-sacs and having little force fields that can come up so I can melt through buildings. That's embarrassing. I want to go back and pretend like none of the movies I ever made ever existed because they suck. They're terrible. But
0: I'm not going to do it. But that's the same thing I'm going to guess everyone thinks.
1: Of course everyone does. But only some people have the means and the resources to actually go back and change it. Like Lucas did. And like Spielberg did for a little while. But then he went back and changed the change. So good for him. M. Night Shyamalan is not awesome anymore. He's really shat the bed. Which is totally unfortunate. Because he is one of the few directors that makes cinema. When I say cinema, I don't mean movies. I don't even mean films. I mean like cinema. Almost like a throwback to like golden age cinema. That's what he aspires to. And a couple of his pictures have, see, I said pictures, not movies, have like attained that. Like they're epic shit. But then on like somehow along the way, like he tripped over some little two inch tall pigeon and like poof, flat on his face. And like, he could never recover from it. And it happened somewhere like halfway through, um, the Joaquin Phoenix, Mel Gibson one with the corn and the aliens probably, even though I liked that one, but like halfway through there, like you could sense like, mm, he just lost it. But the thing I respect and I can't, I can't be critical of him because how many feature films has he made and how many have I made? So, fuck. But the thing I respect about him is that on, I think I rented, this is back when you had to go to like a physical location to mm-hmm. like uh, obtain a movie and bring it back and put it in a thing and play it. I rented, I don't know if it was Unbreakable. Or maybe even The Sixth Sense. But the bonus features on the DVD, one of them was a movie he had made from like 10th or 11th grade in high school.
0: Yes, I've seen that. Well, what I saw was they were like younger than that. How young are they? 8th grade?
1: ninth grade?
0: Like, Like pretty young. Like this was like... I guess I don't really know. I would say somewhere between sixth and eighth grade. See, I thought it was tenth. Maybe it's eight. Well, maybe we then. saw different things. Also, well, no, there's I saw like, this too as a special feature on some
1: dangling DVD the spaceship r- on a string,
0: that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, maybe eighth, something like that. Anyway, that that gave me. Uh, that really encouraged me, because the movies I was making
0: in 8th grade were actually better than that. See, what it should have done is made you disgusted with yourself. Because the <laughs> movies you made in 8th grade were better than that. But then you gave up! Look what he did! <laughs> you can I gave be bigger up. than M. Night right now. Well, I'll tell
1: you what, Adam. Sucky, it is never... Too late. Instead, I'm talking to you.
0: It is never too late.
1: Here we are. We we have both arrived at exactly the same place.
0: <laughs> talking to each other
1: about some other asshole's work. Jesus. It's fine. It's a good work. Um, I have a Did couple more
3: notes. Did you happening? I
1: saw... Po- couple discreet moments of the happening because I heard so much about it before I ever even turned it on but like a couple of times I happened by it on TV and it's like okay let's look at this oh yeah that is every bit as bad as everybody said it was I don't understand what anybody was thinking and then moved away see you would think Having the expectation be so low, like when I happened across it, I'd be enthralled. It was awful. It really was bad. What about Lady in the Water? What a sucky movie that is.
0: Yeah. That and I, was...
1: I couldn't even for the life of me turn on The Last Airbender. Yeah, I haven't even attempted to watch that. I have not attempted, and my friend is in it. Lee Burkett of Lee Burkett fame is in that. And I don't, I just didn't want to denigrate his good name by looking at it. Just because I know, like, it's horrible. Like, it's even worse than those other, it's worse than The Happening and Lady in the Water, apparently. Ah. Uh. I don't know.
3: How did that happen to that guy? I don't know.
1: I feel like it might be... Was he too, like, like closed off? Like, he's trying to do everything himself or something?
3: Like well, he's... like,
1: Lady in the Water... Paul Giamatti?
0: He was in that movie as an aspiring writer... Oh, was he who,
1: featured in that movie?
0: Yeah, he had actually Ugh. a rather large part. Like, he Ugh. was the kind of linchpin to the whole thing. Like, there was something like, I forget the exactly what happens, but there's supposed to be like some kind of evil that takes over the world. And the only thing that keeps it at bay is like a storyteller or something. Right, right. Or like, right, right. or there's something one from the future or something. And it's like, you know, there's a storyteller and his stories are going to like change the world and like bring about a utopia, new age of mankind or something. And it was him. It's a little, that's a little, um, self-serving,
2: a little, a little, little self-serving. Immodest,
0: I don't know. Right. Something. So exactly. I like to psychoanalyze into that a little bit. Interesting. Did you know, did we talk about this before? How Bill Murray thought that Garfield was a Coen brothers movie. <laughs> no <laughs> i
1: tried to keep it straight but no what the what yeah it was, it was a while ago it was like in a. are you talking about the bill murray on twitter who i'm not sure if, if is the actual bill murray even though he says he's definitely not i'm
0: not sure if that is him or not or the actual bill murray i'm talking well i believe it's the actual bill murray Someone asked him, like, why, can you explain, like, why you did this Garfield oh, movie? Like, no, so I have
1: heard this right, no, and I have. And he's like, I, well, I, it said, screenplay I call, by Joel Cohen. I call bullshit on that because it was spelled differently. I call bullshit on this. I don't know about this. I mean, I guess this is the world we live in where things like that can happen, but he thought it was Joel Cohen, but it was Joel Cohen-
0: Yeah, Yeah. Cohen with Uh, an H versus out the H, and then he
1: showed up, and it's like, oh fuck! But he couldn't back out, right, right, right. Right. And he was like, he
0: was doing it, and he was like, yeah, he started like, you know, in the booth performing whatever. He's like, what the is this? It's horrible. And then he realized it. (laughs) Who knows? It's Bill Murray. He's a prankster. Could all just be a joke? What about
1: the Twitter? The Bill Murray Twitter guy. Granted,
0: Garfield was that movie was written by a guy named Joel Cohen. With an H. With an H.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The H dis- discounts all the goodness, probably. There's a gulp. Donnie has a gulp at 5751. I don't have any nothing to say about that, but if you listen carefully.
0: It's just that- good to note the note when there's a gulp.
1: Lurk. You can hear it 5751 because the dude's getting all pissed off. Walter's like, dude, dude. And like Donnie's uncomfortable now because he can sense the tension increasing. He's like, (laughs) his slice. And we had a lonely, what, a lonely helicopter or something. There was a lonely train that's backtracking, but at 5714, there's a lonely train in the background. And I did a Google map search. Maybe we can put this link up there. But there is a train track very close to this location, at this impound, theoretically. The Auto Circus. The Auto Circus, which you can... We won't put that link up either, but there is a link you could have if you wanted it. But yeah, the Auto Circus, there is a train track that goes right by there. And then... These are all sort of, like... I don't know, time-sensitive issues, but it's from a while ago. They will not CGI Philip Seymour Hoffman, PS Hoff, in the Hunger Games. So they're going to work with what they have and, I don't know, maybe have an extra for some over-the-shoulder shots or something. That's good. Yeah, you should not CGI him, you know? It's also a re- review of The Big Lebowski that says it sucks. Put that up there. Lindsay but they Lohan.
0: themselves even say they're trolling. They're trolling, right. Not that I've read it, but I saw the... I
1: read it. They're stupid. They don't get it. Not th- And again, not that this is the best Coen Brothers movie ever. It's not my favorite movie of all time, but it is vastly entertaining. Lindsay Lohan. There's a lot of wisdom gonna be performing in a play in London and she's already fucking it up and then we also have the initial review of The Big Lebowski by Siskel and Ebert back when they were both still alive and obviously Ebert loved it and got it and Siskel was kind of an asshole and didn't get it so that was nice and then besides dreams and movies we've seen, that's all I've got. I don't know if I want to... They're all horrible, Brad. Everything is... As soon as my eyes close, it all gets bad. The Mud River and the tornado catastrophe. Ugh. I don't even want to talk about it. Let's not get into it. Yeah. We, can end, we don't have to end on that. Let's not end on that. Give me something Nice. To end on. Well, I don't know. I kind of like...
3: You know, the two-inch pigeon was really all
0: I got. That's all I had <laughs> to <into this>, So <laughs> That was your your big win? That was, my, that was my big win for today, was telling that story. I'm really happy I got the chance.
1: Well, do you want to end on a Lindsay Lohan note? Because she's in Florida. Is that what it's called? Floored?
2: No, that's not what it's called.
1: No. She fell down. Okay. Thank you, TMZ. She fell down. She's she's in a play. But she's showing up late, and she's drunk, and she's falling over. I don't know. What's up with this poor girl, Brad? What are we going to do
3: about her? Can we help her in any way?
0: the only thing we can do is hopefully you know our love for Big Lebowski can radiate out and touch her and perhaps she can share in that Lindsay
1: Lohan to make London her permanent home because quote US television
0: is too (sighs) gossipy let's see speed the plow speed the plow That's the name of the play. Oh. Lohan will play Karen, the role originated by Madonna in the 1988 Broadway production. Jesus. This is a David Mamet. Oh, Mamet. He's the worst. Nice (laughs) Mamet.
1: Boop deck. Next time on... Get her,
0: they were Nazis, dude? Oh, come on, Donnie. They were threatening castration. Uh huh. Are we going to split hairs here? <laughs>